Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Pause Cast. I'm Mike and I've got Bill with me as always and we are talking about not a game but a movie. We are talking about the Sonic movie too. I have seen it about a week ago and Bill is just come back from his viewing of it. How are you doing Bill? I'm doing very well. We've got lots to talk about on this one Mike. It's quite an important podcast today. But, uh, yeah, I think we can handle it. I think we can handle it. Yeah, we'll be fine. As, as, as both Sonic fans, I think it will be a very interesting one to talk about. Because I honestly have no Excuse idea. Excuse me. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Back up. Okay. Correct yourself, son. Both Sonic... I'm a Knuckles guy, all right? Knuckles. I meant, I meant the series in general, all right? You watch your mouth, sunshine. You can please continue. But yes, we um, we are both very much familiar with the Sonic game franchise, uh, and we've both seen the first one. Um, I thought the first one was just okay. I thought it was a very much a generic road trip movie. I feel like I'd seen that film a hundred times. The speed stuff kind of would just like felt like it was up in like Quicksilver from the X Men movies, like the whole you know time stops speed thing and then you've got the whole actual road trip aspect of it which was just kind of again i've seen so many times i thought that jim carrey was excellent as robotnik i i didn't really think i wanted to see the birth of the eggman character like you know him starting off slightly less psychotic and sort of over the course of the film sort of slowly transforming into what we believe you know, to be Eggman from the games. But I didn't really care much for a, a lot of the film. It was very much, it felt safe. A lot of the human characters felt a bit intrusive. So, yeah, I I, I was definitely really desperately wanted more Sonic-isms. So seeing the end credit scene and seeing Tails at the end definitely got me... I sort of came out of the film going, eh. I'm excited for Sonic 2, you know, first one was alright. But uh, what do you think of the first one then, Bill? I was I was uh, a little bit the other way around. I liked how simplistic it was. I didn't bother me that it was retracing, you know, that kind of road trip companion type movie. I actually thought that worked quite well for it. Its action scenes were um, really decent and kind of fun to see Sonic do something quite cool. Didn't like you. I didn't really care much for the human characters. Can't even remember what their names are. And I just literally watched the second movie, and I still don't know what their <laughs> names are. Um, it's just like watching a Godzilla movie. They always put ninety percent of humans into it, and Godzilla comes along and smashes them up, and suddenly all their human problems go away. Because it's like this really isn't that much of a problem when Godzilla's ripping up the city, I suppose. Um, and that was very much the same here. But Robotnik stole the show. Jim Carrey looked like he was having a load of fun in this movie and I don't think he thought the movie was going to do very well so he just didn't care and that is Jim Carrey at his best so I really liked the first movie but I had low expectations coming in so uh, yeah I thought it was a good time now uh, talking about the second one so um, just to sort of summarise the plot of, uh, of this just to make it clear to everyone um, we're going to go in first being fairly spoiler free just giving general thoughts and then we will give you a very apt warning where we just go completely all in, complete, you know, you know, insanity. So uh, that'll be interesting. But Sonic Movie 2 takes place 
about six months after the first film, in which Sonic is trying to be a somewhat of a superhero, racing from place to place, saving you know people and and trying to do what he can to sort of keep keep order in the world. Also, we 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 also know that Eggman, after the end of the first film, has been stranded on a mushroom planet with nothing but his smarts and a lot of fungus. So what what's what's going to happen over the course of the film is Sonic and Tails are going to go up against Knuckles, this echidna warrior who has it in for Sonic, and we're going to find out who comes on top. But, you know, we've all seen films, so we know how it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, I, I genuinely do not have a clue. What do you think of the Sonic Sonic movie 2? What what I think we need to we think we need to take this a bit slow. If we're going if we're going to go into this in a little bit more detail, I don't think I can quite quite go into all my thoughts and opinions unless we go into spoiler territory right from the start and sort of break it down character by character, scene by scene. Am I right? Uh Cuz we will we'll, if, once you once you pull that cord, Mike, there's no going back. There's no going back. Can you can you just sum up your your general sort of thoughts and feelings coming out of it? And like, did you did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it was it great? Was it terrible? What what did you think? Did you like it first before I go and? You sound like you're gonna go in hot with a lot of criticism. Um... I thought it was rubbish, Mike. What? I thought it was really really bad. No. I thought... Yes, I thought the the movie was absolutely terrible, and I can't tell you why because we're not in spoiler territory yet. What? But there was so much wrong with it, and it destroyed everything that the first one created. Oh no! There was some good, there was some good moments in there, like some little sort of scenes where you're like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." But as a story, from character standpoint. And everything they built good with the first movie, they just threw it all away. Oh, and I'm no. you stay with me, dear listeners, and I'll tell you exactly why, character by character, scene by scene. Oh. But this is not how you do a sequel. Oh no. Oh dear, this is not how I expected this podcast to go, because I am... No, I know you didn't, but you you pulled the cord, I warned you, Mike, I I warned you. I I am completely on the other end of the spectrum. Um, Just before, before, because we're clearly not going to have to be able to talk about this long before going deep into spoilers. Um, I have have quite a few criticisms about the film, things that we may even agree on. I've got too many criticisms. However, I thought it was a very fun movie with very fun characters, and I thought it was way better than the first, not just because it had more Sonic stuff in it, but because it was less about the boring human characters, and it was I, I enjoyed seeing the lore being developed more. In general, I just thought it was way better than the first. I think you're absolutely nutty, Bill. No, no, and I... Oh. Can we do the spoiler road? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. If if you've not seen the Sonic movie, which you should, because I want to see Sonic movie free, so buy your tickets. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you don't want to hear the spoilers, I really appreciate you clicking it. But ultimately, there is no way I can continue this conversation without telling Mike exactly why he's so wrong about Sonic movie two. So 
Go watch the movie, come back, and you can see exactly what I had to say and why I was so right. So thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week for you people that don't want spoilers. But come on, Mike, let's get to this. Let's get this done. Okay, for the two people that are still here. <laughs> uh, Where are we going? What, what do you want to do? Do you want to start by characters and I'll go you through why oh, they're God, rubbish? I, I or feel do you want like... to go from the beginning of the movie, from the very first scene, right away through? Okay, so I think... I, I think we sh- I think we should t- the, the the best way to tackle it. I've completely knocked you off your chair, haven't I? Sam? I know. You don't I was know what you're doing. I was not expecting this kind of teardown, but to if if to try and sort of hit you on level pegging, I'll I'll start with the, one of the weaker aspects of the movie, which I thought was the opening, how it opened. All right. Right. So, um, the whole knuckles being on a. You know, Knuckles finding Eggman, that sort of stuff didn't bother me too much. But with- oh, I, I have to stop you right there. Because there's something that clearly bothered me with that scene straight off the gate. Was it the weird human characters? that? Which which ones? The, those weird human characters that came out with, like, spears and stuff, and they just... Spears and armor? Yeah! Yeah, let's talk about that for five seconds, right? even explain. On his own. All of his people have been killed off in that fateful day where, where Longclaw was, like, in the battle with the Echidnas. So who the friggin' hell were the guys in the armor then? And why did they get beaten up and then left there and never mentioned ever again? Yet Knuckles was like, I'm so lonely. I don't know anybody. I've got no friends. Knuckles, who were they? Were they just machines? <laughs> what was that all about? It's just, just from the first scene, you've already destroyed the continuity, and here you are, Mike, saying, oh yeah, I love the way they built the law. What, what, what are they doing with this? Where did they, well, they weren't echidnas, so I don't know what they were. Were they like the gatekeepers for this magic ring? And it, where did the ring come from? Because I thought that was a sonic thing with the, the long claw thing. Why has Knuckles got one? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna excuse it, but it, 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 it was. I do, You're stupid, Mike. I, I do know because it was explained in in prequel comics, which I, I actually read after the fact, so it's not. Oh God! I'm not gonna pre- know about this. I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't like when I saw it and those human characters came out of the portal. I wasn't like, huh? What? Excuse me? What's going on? <laughs> and then I, I just thought that was just so. It was kind of like. It kind of how I felt when when I saw the first movie and there was just a big owl raising Sonic. I was like, "What is? What am I? What? Huh?" I didn't mind that, right? I didn't mind that so much because every kind of Sonic rebirth has got its own continuity. Yeah, I grew up with the UK Sonic comic characters, and I love those. I also like the Sat AM Sonic cartoon yeah. where it was a lot darker with Sally Acorn and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a, I'm used to different universes. So having an owl. Ray Sonic was fine. But Knuckles' whole character is about him being alone, that his people are gone now, that he's that he has no family they were taken from him, and now he the only thing he's got left is what was told before they all disappeared. But who the freaking hell are all these soldiers that he didn't suddenly have? He had what, three guys who he clearly can't remember, and then when they were killed off, he was like, yeah, I'm on my own, I've always been on my own. Well, do, do, do you want me not to tell you who they are? Not that, not this. Have to. I really don't care, but you're gonna have to, aren't you? Basically, like Knuckles goes up to these guys and is like, gives them a bag of rings and goes, "Hey, can you help me find this Sonic guy?" And they're like, "Yeah, mate." Why is he looking for Sonic then? 
because the whole point is Robotnik to- tells him as soon as he gets out of that ring that Robotnik goes, I know of a hedgehog who's got this Master Emerald kind of thing. I think I, I think it's a re- revenge. I, I, I might be looking for the Master Emerald. I don't know. I think well, he's Knuckles, Knuckles is looking for the Master Emerald. Yeah. Robotnik tells him about Sonic. No, I think yeah, I think I think both because there's two prequel comics that parallel each other where both him, Knuckles and Tails. Oh, Mike, Mike, we have already taken too much time trying to get past this point. Can uh, we move on? Yeah, please? that's please, fine. Let's just say it was rubbish because it was, I and thought, move on. I thought like that was literally just put in there as a misdirect. Like you knew Knuckles was going to come out of that thing, and it was like it's not Knuckles. It's these guys with with. You know what would have been cooler, and I'm going to do this a lot, right? Because I, I, okay, yes, I am that guy. I'm going to do that thing who I, I sit on the couch and I write better versions of movies because I'm that sad, and I write my own books and whatever. But I'm going to do it with this movie. How about you get rid of the stupid characters with the spears? Knuckles comes through the portal like a badass. Knuck, uh, Robotnik throws all those traps at him, and he just punches them all. And destroys them. A robotic goes, whoa, 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 and then he uses his smarts to try and, like, like the rest of that scene plays out. You set up Knuckles as a badass. You let him have a decent scene, and you don't confuse your audience with pointless characters that suddenly disappear and break the continuity of the rest of the film. So that is going to be the story of the rest of this review because they had, they have a good movie in here somewhere, but they keep m- missing it on the dismount. Okay, let's for the for the sake of brevity, let's let's. I'll give you that one. All right, I'll 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 concede with that with that. Part one of, of many, Mike. Okay, so now next it cuts to Sonic doing his vigilante stuff, which I'll I'll say off the bat when he was in the truck and the bombs are going off, I couldn't I couldn't help but think I was just just use your speed, <laughs> just just use your speed. Didn't I didn't mind the him trying to be a hero thing. That kind of that yeah. doesn't. You know, because he's in the comic books, he watches Hero. There's that hint that he's probably a Marvel or a DC fan. Yeah. You know, I I, I get that, and that's kind of cool. I I understand that, and I didn't mind that so much. Um, but he what you know, and he's still kind of learning, isn't he? Yeah. He's still trying to understand how to do this hero thing, so that's not too bad. I didn't mind that so much. So then, um, I'm trying to remember because obviously you're more fresh than me, but then he has like a pep talk. With his human characters, with the human characters, and, and uh, the main main guy, uh, Tom. I think yeah, because the, the human guy finds this kind of contraption that was set off, where there's got this the, it, Sonic's got like a comic in front of him, and it's got a recording that gets set off. Yeah, the human finds this kind of like. It was like a Ferris Bueller's puppet. Day Off sort of thing, yeah. yeah like a puppet thing, and I'm not really here. You don't know. You should leave, kind of thing. Yeah. And then he goes, you, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be running off and putting yourself in danger, and you put people in danger, and you know, again, not too bad. But can I tell you what I didn't like about the whole of it? What's that? How obnoxious Sonic is. What do you mean? He's so juvenile. Even in in the first one, there was a certain kind of. Yeah, he's a young kid who's kind of fo- trying to find his way. In this one, I think there's that there's that little bit of Sonic Adventure in there where whatever he says is just not funny, it's not witty, it's just annoying. And, and it, everything he said was just kind of like pointless just because he needed to put a quip in there. It was very much like that Sonic of, uh, opening where he came in Adventure where he just 
he's on top of the rooftop and he goes, yeah, this is happening. It's like, God, that, ooh, that was so cringeworthy. I, I think the only the only stuff like that coming out of Sonic that kind of made me think, like, oh, come on, is, is, is less of a Sonic Movie 2 problem and more movies in general now, which is the, uh, oh, like, oh, it's... They've been fighting for they've been fighting for centuries. Oh, like Vin Diesel and The Rock, or oh, look the Winter Soldier. Like all the like just references. <laughs> They're going to be completely forgotten about in about five years. Yeah, time like that, that's more of a wiki up. That's more yeah. of a movies in general problem, you know, that plagues modern yeah. movies today. But it's still like. Like you didn't, you didn't place like Sonic Adventure and Sonic made some weird, obscure like reference to like a, a game that came out in in the nineties or something. Like that didn't yeah. happen. There's there's a lot of you know I I kind of understand that, but it's low hanging fruit. I think yeah. there was a bit of that in Sonic One, but mainly his jokes and his quips were on this in the situation he was currently in. The situation he found himself in was what created the comedy yeah. in this it's more like what's going on on social media kind of comedy mm. and it was just it was just juvenile and annoying and it, i just lost that whole kind of like you know he's in that teenage phase where you've 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 grown you're becoming an adult but you don't know who you are yet and you're kind of annoying and you need to go away for five years learn how to be an adult and come back and then you might be cool again but i mean the whole the whole point the, the whole thing about the the film was the fact that he he's growing up too fast and he needs to learn how to take responsibility and, and, and not just sort of go gung-ho into everything. That was kind of the point yeah. of the film. But there was nothing in the film that Sonic put himself through that kind of hit that message home because mm. they were they were balancing... It was like two people wrote the film. There's, they're balancing that message, which is of what they were going for, mm. but they can't make Sonic look bad. So he never really... He only ever falls short because he's not strong enough or he didn't quite... He, he gave his best, but he didn't make it. Not... You know the Sonic, which I thought was always better in the comics and the and the cartoons I watch, where his arrogance is what gets people in danger because he he's too cool for school, so therefore that's where everybody else starts messing up, and then it's the guilt that makes him think I need to be a better person. Yeah. In this, it was just he was trying. He you know he he's trying to be cool or be quippy, but he only fails because he's not fast enough or strong enough. But then something really good happened. What's that? Because I'm like, oh, what they done to Sonic? He's so annoying. Oh, I just want to punch him in the face. And then Knuckles did. He punched him square in the face, and I loved it. It was brilliant. He's just like, you know what I really want to do to this character? I want to lay him out. Thank you, Knuckles, for doing that. You punched him through several walls, and it was beautiful. Well done, sir. Well done. That was great. I loved that. I think I, I think um, at least most most the general consensus of this film seems to be that knuckles is probably the best best character in the film or at least yeah. you can tell you can tell that the director definitely had more of an admiration for knuckles than he did say tails for example i think knuckles he, definitely gets more of the sort of attention and more of the care i think knuckles being a massive knuckles fan yeah i think knuckles is a mixture of the knuckles i grew up with which is your broody KG kind of fighter who uses his surroundings and has a lot of power. Yeah. Mixed in with this kind of Sonic Boom Knuckles who he's an idiot and he doesn't quite understand things. And they, they did it they did it to a certain extent where the only reason Knuckles doesn't know is because he hasn't been around other people, which yeah. is kind of where his 
his na- naivety comes from. Yeah. But there was still that borderline kind of I'm a brute and I'm an idiot and I don't quite get it kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was it was done quite nice. What what I don't understand going into Knuckles as a character mm. is they got Idris Elba on to be his voice. Yeah. Right. On the surface, sounds like a perfect choice to me, and you can find videos on my YouTube channel, Pop Culture Pause Screen, to talk all about that. How I thought that was a great choice. He's got that deep, kind of cool voice to it. Yeah. So why the hell did they get Idris Elba to put an accent on? What? Why did he? When Evan Knuckles spoke, he sounded a bit—I don't know what it was—a bit Jamaican, but with a bit of a tribal kind of tinge to it. Everything right. he said just had this kind of—I don't know—this kind of dunce underlining to it he just needed to be cool and say very little but when he did it really mattered but instead he i don't i, I can't do it you have to see the movie to understand i, think, I don't know if you've i that think what i think about the voice for knuckles is it's kind of like pigeonholed in like a certain it's gonna sound hard to explain but like it's kind of pigeonholed into a certain vo- vocal range so it can't yeah. go like it can't go sort of too high or too low because he's obviously trying to do an accent. So hitting those like you know obviously when you when you sort of typically speak more emotionally, your your voice tends to go up in pitch, or you know when you're more angry, it tends to go down in pitch. And I felt like uh, Idris Elba kind of was maybe because of the voice, or maybe because he doesn't typically do a lot of voice acting roles, but like he felt like he was always in the same vocal range. Uh, where is like Peter Dinklage with what he did with Destiny and the little thing? It was very, very reminiscent of that. Everything was kind of like he was shackled. Mm. Like, I guess, like he said, So tell me about this Knuckles guy because I didn't play the games. And someone went, Well, he's kind of like a tribal guy. He's a good fighter. He's angry all the time. And there was never any understanding as to why mm. that was important. So Idris maybe went for his best. Or, I don't know. I can't work out. But there were several times where. Knuckles was speaking, and he wasn't quite an idiot, and he yeah. was a little bit stoic, but he wasn't brilliant at either of those, and it just took me out no. of the experience. It sounded like it was recorded in a in a different studio to everybody else, you know. Because like weird. Ben Schwartz has done stuff like Ducktales, and he's voiced like Leonardo in the latest Ninja Turtle series, so he's sort of had a lot of experience in that sort of. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe it's an experience thing. Maybe, but, maybe, um, maybe, but I, I think, I definitely think that. I think Ben Schwartz did a fantastic job voicing Sonic again. I think he's one of the better Sonic voice actors. I think he really brings a lot to the role. And and I wish he had some better lines to say. I I, I you know I think we should probably move on to Robotnik as well mm. now because this this applies more to Robotnik than I think any other character. But as a whole, I think the lines in the movie were its biggest problems. I think in the first movie, people went off script, mm. and that's probably why it was a bit funny. But in this one, everything just seemed so tame. Hmm. And Sonic did his best, the voice of Sonic did his best with what lines he had. Yeah. But there was just so much that he didn't have enough time to linger over it or say it a certain way. But it was specifically found more so in Robotnik, where Jim Carrey went. A lot of what I heard about the first movie is he got free range to do what he wanted yeah. and go up script and some of the stuff that's in the movie wasn't in the script to begin with no in this it's like i don't know they went come on jim you're gonna get a massive paycheck come on you gotta do it again he's like i don't want to do a sequel and he's like oh come on jim you're gonna get so much money he's like fine i'll do it and he played it so much more straight than than what he did in the first one where everything was just 
like he was reading from the script and it didn't feel like he was in having as much fun. Did you find the same? I thought I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say his performance was was any worse. I think he definitely is limited by sort of the amount. Obviously, he has significantly less screen time, and I do think that the the jokes that were delivered were more funny in the in the first one. Um, but I think there's a, there's a specific thing later in the film. In the first one, the one that sticks with me the most is when the, his assistant comes along and brings him the coffee. And yeah. he says uh, he says something, and he says, "Of course I do, because I like how you make them." And it, it was just so impulsive. Clearly, that wasn't in the script, but he yeah. said it, and it was that was a funny line. In the second one, there's another part late in the film where the this he's kind of this character, and there's lots of this hanging onto his coattails because he's in the first movie, so he has to be in the second movie. But there's no reason for him to be there, and he goes, "Please take me with you, Doctor." And there's a perfect opportunity there for Robotnik to say something funny. And he doesn't. He just picks them up and leaves. Yeah. And there's so many moments where Robotnik should be saying something funny and he doesn't. And at other times where he either shouldn't say anything or he has to say something, it just sounds so tame to me. So I didn't I didn't like I, Robotnik. I wouldn't be shocked if there was a lot of funny behind-the-scenes stuff that was, like, cut for time. Because, Maybe. like, I from all the interviews I've seen and all the all the behind the scenes stuff I've seen like Jim Carrey seems to be absolutely loving playing Robotnik so maybe it was a case of just like he you know come on come on Jim we've got to move the plot along sort of thing because it was very heavy plot it didn't need to be that because that was that was it's a very um packed film let's say I think I, I think it it does a lot of stuff well but there's a lot of things that are sort of piled in there that sort of keep it down um like for example uh, later on in the film just the whole the whole wedding subplot oh just man bin it, I, bin. I didn't know i didn't know when you were going to bring it up but i'm glad you brought it up now so we can get the bloody wedding out this movie is two hours long yeah right it's, it's film two hours long cut the friggin' wedding scene out because it's pointless and I'm going to tell you exactly why it's pointless because I, I need to get this off my chest because it was peeing me off when I was watching the film. <laughs> Cut the whole wedding bit out and you could have had a normal hour and a half film and we all would have lived a little bit longer. It was it was, it was was redundant. It was stupid. From a writer's standpoint, it was stupid. From a character standpoint, it killed the movie. It took the pace away. It had so many pointless characters. And for what? So you can have a bridezilla joke in the whole thing. What? 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 Okay, let's let's break it down for people who either have decided to say, Do you know what, I'm just going to see what these guys say, and then I'll decide whether to watch the movie, yeah. or for the people who have watched the movie, so we can do it bit by bit. So there's a wedding in the movie, not with any of the main characters from the first film, just two side characters, and the purpose of this wedding is to set up a betrayal, not to do with any other characters, not to do with Sonic or Tails or anybody else. But to introduce Gun. Now, for people who maybe are like me, who played more of the Mega Drive games and didn't play Sonic Adventure, there's a side enemy kind of necessity storyteller device in those Sonic Adventure uh, games called Gun, which is like the military kind of police unit that come into the games to move things forward. Now, this was their plan, Mike. 
Right. Did, well, do you do you have anything to say before I go and hijack all of this about this section, or or do you want um, me to carry on? No, I'm going to give you look, even as much as much as we, we we disagree on what our overall thoughts are on the film. I think this is one of those instances where I am going to agree with you. I think right. it, it could have been summed up in in a sentence, which is "gun exists now." Let's move, move on. on. <laughs> but th- why did we waste half an hour of? our lives to watch a different film it's yeah. literally like i left the cinema came back and i put a different film on for half an hour and then yeah. they continued on with the rest of my sonic movie but the thing is and it would have been it wouldn't it, it would have been a, a, offensive if it was like one 20 minute segment but it was kind of like sprinkled into the point of annoyance so you'd be like yeah. right i know what's getting on you're like it's almost like you, it's almost like you're getting teased it. You'll get like a, a five minute scene and another five minute scene. And then there's just this absolute massive stretch where Tails is unconscious and we're going to, and these two female characters are going to go on a, on a, on a rescue trip by using all of his wacky gadgets. And it's just like this whole, oh, whole and thing. It, it, just let, let's touch on the, on the magical bag of tricks just before I go off on this whole, why they put gun in, why the wedding's rubbish. Yeah. First of all, there's a massive, error in the film i don't okay. know if you picked this up no. did you see the magic reappearing disappearing bag I, I didn't really think about it to be honest did you not right so they took tails's bag off him so the yeah. bridezilla and her best friend the female from the first movie that i, I can't remember a name even now i'm really sorry but it's ju- you're just not memorable <laughs> female character <laughs> one in this in this movie yeah they tails's bag right there's a ray gun there's some sort of boomerang weapon that homes onto just enemies but avoids friendly fire? I don't understand how that works. There's a gravity weapon that shoots people billions of miles into the sky and then drops them harmlessly down afterwards, yeah. right? So all this is in Tails' bag. Never mentions why Tails never uses any of these items. They would have been particularly useful in the temple scene that happened just half an hour earlier before he got knocked out. But anyway, let's go yeah. with it. It's movie right they use all these items they use all these weapons and then as tails has passed out he's got his bag back on his back right so the bag they took off him they either put back onto his back while he was unconscious to make sure he still had it for the next scene only for him to not have it on his back again when he gets off the floor 30 seconds later now i'm not look i'm I'm not normally that kind of guy where you look at a cg movie or a cartoon and go oh he's changed his eye color or you know i watched the teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon every saturday there was times where Raphael was speaking he had leonardo's colors it just it just happens mistakes happen yeah but this whole bag which was literally there, not for Towser's benefit, even though he made all the inventions that were in it, and they would have been bloody useful throughout the whole film. They were there just for, so they could have this wedding scene where they you went all kind of these gadgets and took down Gun. Just take it out. We wouldn't have had the continuity issues. Tails wouldn't have been a bloody idiot as a result of not using these powerful weapons he's created. And he probably could have taken down the last boss in the movie with the bag alone. If we just use the freaking thing. I, I, under, I understand the justification for having Tails knocked out because it was like, oh, Sonic's... But then you didn't necessarily have to have him knocked out. You could have to have Tails be injured and then but then, and then and Sonic sort of runs to his aid and then Eggman escapes. So I think... But let's get you up. You know, I said earlier um, about, about the, you know, I, I could tell you how you would get over this problem. Hmm. Well, you just... Tails sprains his ankle and then he tells the women... 
how to use the weapons that are in his bag. Tails is still in the movie. He gets a bit more character development. He can hang out with the girls as as they're going through trying to save Sonic. And only Sonic's the one who's kidnapped because that gives them a reason to actually get Sonic out of the cage to save the world. Mm. Because Tails is injured, he, he can tell them how to use it. He goes, go in my bag and find the doohickey. Loads of fun can be made with that. But no, instead, they decided to knock out the character you came to see and just let this other scene take place. This this is this is how I I would have done it, right? This is this Go for it. We, this, so scene goes um say for exa- example they go through the ring, ring opens, they come flying out. Tails is like comes to as soon as he gets back. And then the, all these gun soldiers so, soldiers turn up and they start um pointing his pointing their guns at, at Sonic, right? Yeah. So then Tails sort of slowly starts to wake up and because he's smart, he realises what's going on. So then he sort of sneaks sneaks away and then jumps in the tornado and flies off. And then he's like, he's like, Sonic, I'll catch you later. And then Sonic just darts across the water and they could have just been, you know, Scene. They could have the walk scene later, I suppose. Yeah, there's so many better things they could have done, but they chose to go with this, which made no sense. See, I, I think, I think, like, I know you criticise the whole human thing, but I, I'd argue that that's like ugly remnants from the first film that they just felt obliged to sort of continue with, like the the sister or whatever it was of the main female character. People found her funny in the first one, so it's like, oh, let's make a a bigger character now and it was very much like but it's such a bizarre choice mm. like so again so i don't sorry i don't think we've explained ourselves very well about why this wedding is even here it's very difficult because there's no reason to for it to be there but let's let's just lay it out to you so the main female character and the male the main male character from the first film are back in this film they're having a relationship right However, the main female character's sister is getting married to this kind of G.I. Joe kind of military guy with loads of butch people playing volleyball on a beach for some reason. Yeah. They get thrown off their pecs. Why? Don't know. They just guess he like he likes Top Gun. He decided to have a Top Gun scene in his movie. I don't know. Apparently so. But they, get, they get married, and what happens is Gun storms the uh, marriage as soon as Sonic turns up to arrest Sonic because he's a threat to the world, he's an alien intruder, and they want to take him away. So yeah. what they're saying is is that the, the person who's getting married, the G.I. Joe guy, is an undercover agent to get close to the family to kidnap Sonic, and um, that's the only reason they get married. Yeah. But they play this whole kind of like, but I really do love you, I didn't expect to love you kind of scene. To, and it's really drawn out, and it's really painful. Yeah. Here's my biggest issue with this, right? You first of all, why why create two brand new characters? I mean, they might be in the first one. I don't know, but why create two new characters getting married when you've already got your main male character and female character in a relationship? Let them get married. That that would make more sense to me that they're getting married. I tell, I hear you, the Sonic Defender in the back row, listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. Hope you um, follow and subscribe for next week. I hear what you're saying. Oh, if you do that, then Sonic has to be invent- uh, invited to to the ceremony because they would never leave Sonic, their best friend at home, to go on all these wacky adventures. They'd invite him too. All right, I give you that. But then let's look at Gun's plan. So Gun's plan 
this military organization that could have stormed Sonic's home and kidnapped him at any point yeah. was to get an undercover agent to get married to the sister of the person who's related to the who's in a relationship with the person who's close to Sonic on the pre- pretense that on the wedding that Sonic's not even invented, invited to, he would turn up where they would all arrest him. And he only turned up because he was almost killed by an avalanche and just appeared at the ceremony. Yeah. That's a very contrived <laughs> way of trying to get all this to make sense. So if you're saying, no, the only reason they did that is because Sonic Cut would have not been, you know, he would have been there the whole time. That still would have made more sense than this whole kind of wishy-washy Gun's got a secret agent, Bridezilla thing. I feel oh! like I feel like I feel like they should they could have just turned up at Green Hill like later on in the film, and then there could have been just like one line where it's like who like maybe like the two main human characters start getting arrested, and they're like, "Why are you arresting us? Oh, we're Gun since you know since Sonic did his running is, with made a thing." Here it is again, right? It. Again, we can we can argue what they should have done all day, but it makes it, it just makes a smoother experience for me if they did this. Sonic and Knuckles has a fight just before all of this wedding nonsense happens, mm-hmm. right? Or, or they go off to have the wedding and there's a fight. Yeah. Keep the, if you want to keep the humans there, don't let them go out to this wedding. Forget the wedding. Just because you had some wedding jokes and you want to make a wedding comedy at some point, they're good for you. Keep it in your back pocket. Don't bring it to my Sonic movie. Leave it out, right? But let's, uh, let's just cut that bit out. Sonic and Knuckles has a fight. There's massive power and, and damage done as a result of that fight. Then let Gun turn up and go, we, we warned you. You said that you could control this monster. We trusted you. They don't see Knuckles. They think it was all Sonic. And then they arrest him at that point when Sonic's at his weakest. Then you can have your whole gun initiative thing without all the heavy-handed, stupid wedding bits. But they had to have it just because they wanted a few wedding jokes and this Bridezilla kind of like... How dare you betray me? I'm gonna run you over with a golf cart, kind of joke. Well, you could have you could have just had a scene where it was like, oh, Sonic, there's like Sonic and Knuckles have a scrap after the main two ca- main human characters go. Oh, we're just going out for a nice meal together or something, and then they come back and Sonic, you see, like in the scene, Sonic's phone's destroyed, so he can't contact them, and because the whole thing, he's like on the run. So it'd be like, oh, he he's not contacted them because he can't, and just yeah. It, gun turn up to arrest Sonic, you know, per- perfectly put together to deal with these extra extraterrestrial people. That makes all that sense about them being brought together. They can arrest Sonic, and there's nothing they can do about it. And Knuckles and Robotnik are going after the Master Emerald, and Sonic is trapped and can't do anything. And guess what? You've just introduced a new character in Tails who had very little to do at this point anyway mm-hmm. apart from oh i'm tails i'm here i'm in the i'm in the games and now i'm in the movie yeah how could have broke him out of jail tails could have gone in the gun and used his brains and his gadgets to get sonic out of jail and then suddenly you've got your adventure where sonic and tails goes off to try and stop knuckles and robotnik so you could have you could have had like yeah you could have had this the whole scene play out but yeah like you say with tails and then have tails like because Tails has to work fast and he's not used to work being a field agent, as a field guy, I think, as he calls it. He's literally yeah. just throwing gadgets out left and right. I think that could have been quite funny. so much fun! Just to see Tails kind of try and work it out. It's like, I've got to save Sonic. He's my hero. I've got to save him. And Sonic's like, anytime now, Tails, when you're ready. That's yeah. so Sonic and Tails. But instead they have this, 
unnecessary bit where yeah. the humans have to have something to do and you just take away from those characters. Now, I've heard criticisms that says the movie's got too much CGI characters and not enough humans and it's difficult to relate to. Sorry, you're watching the wrong film if that was your criticism because the whole thing is called Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of what you kind of come to see. Now, it, the humans should be there to get you from point A to point B. And I think that setup would have worked so much better but put Tails at the forefront. Because I, for the longest time, was scratching my head to say, why is Tails here? How did he find Sonic? What is going on? And they explain it, but it's so ham-fisted. Like, later on, just before the avalanche uh, avalanche yeah. section, Knuckles stops from killing Sonic after all this, I'm only here to destroy you, and I'm with this weathered warrior that's been training since, since birth to destroy you, but just before I'm going to deliver the kill and blow, I'm going to stop and explain my heritage and what happened that day, and everything about my echidna family and everything. Oh, no, no, I've been electrocuted. Oh, I had my chance and I let it go. It's like, why? Why fit it in there? What's this pace of this film was all over the place. It was a mess. So we haven't really touched on it. Shall we talk about Tails? Tails? Go for it. What you got for me? So I don't think it's controversial to say that Tails was, out of the main three uh, Sonic characters, he was the least developed. Yeah. Um... I think I think they could have maybe done his introduction a bit better because it's just like ah oh, I'm here and maybe they should have like had a bit more of a scene earlier where he sort of explained who he was. Um, may, maybe even like Tails shows up before Knuckles, you know. Well, they tried to do that, don't they? But because Tails sort of comes in and says, "I was here to warn you." And there's not even a bit where Sonic sort of goes, well, sorry, you're about three hours too late. So therefore, your whole purpose for being here is pointless. I did. Punch me in the face. That was the only warning I needed. I, I did. I did like it, you know, when they're in the in the cabin or whatever. I did like the the fact that I don't know. You know, I I didn't I I I I, I didn't think with my brain. I admit I just I just got really smiley when Sonic gave Tails a hug and then and then Sonic put a blanket over Tails and then Tails put his tails over Sonic. I thought that was cute. All right, it was cute. And and Sarah, my wife, was next to me going, "Oh," because it was a very cute moment. But again, it was it was just such a weird place to put in your emotions for Tails because they almost acted like best friends and. All this trust, literally, for the, again, for those who have seen the movie or haven't seen the movie, Tails turns up because he's been watching Sonic from millions of, from a different planet, basically, yeah. after the, the big shockwave that Sonic had, the cool baseball moment in the first movie. And he's been watching his hero, like, on TV, I guess, is what they're going for, being the hero. And he's like, that gave him this motivation to, to rise up. And when he found out that Sonic was going to be in danger because Robotnik's coming back, he teleported to Earth and wanted to warn his friend and, and sort of, you know, be be a field agent sort of and help him out. Yeah. Uh, and that was so loosely sprinkled in until that moment in the cabin where they had that sort of touching moment where Tails explained, I was, you know, the guy with two tails. Everyone bullied me because I had two tails and not one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you made me believe in myself and you're my hero. That was lovely. That was so nice, but it was too late. Tails, like I said, if Tails broke Sonic out of prison or he had some other reason to be there, rather than I'm late to tell you that Knuckles is going to punch you in the face, it's like 
How are they even friends at that point? How does Sonic even trust this person? It's just so loose and and broken. Yeah, even if like I don't know, I I because I, I feel like obviously they felt like they had to put the end credit scene in the movie where Sonic where Tails comes out of the ring, out of the portal and is like, oh, I hope not too late, and then he sort of flies away. I think that. I think I understand for for Robotnik that he wanted to him to be on the mushroom planet for a long time, but I almost think like Tails should have been introduced sooner. Like, like I said, if if Tails had been introduced before Knuckles attacked, and and you you know you could be like, oh, I've got some, I got I got some, e- even if it wasn't to do with necessarily Sonic, but he was just like, oh, I got some really powerful readings from this this thing, you know, talking about the Master Emerald. And I, I had to, I had to see what it was because it felt like it could be dangerous. And then, and then Sonic's like, "What do you mean?" And then he hears the door knocking, and it can be all like, you know, um, ominous. And then as soon as he opens the door, Robotnik's there, and then you know, Knuckles punches him in the face. Yeah, like I said, there's so many different ways where they could have just done slight tweaks or changes to the scene, and it would have flowed better, would have made more sense, and you wouldn't have had all these extra scenes to try and explain why it was so convoluted and 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 over the top. Now, I'm gonna obviously you've just explained something there. I'm gonna retort what I've said before, where clearly Knuckles knew about Sonic beforehand. That was why you know he was looking for that that energy surge that Sonic caught that, that Robotnik did with his quill made knuckles think sonic was on that planet that's and tails was warning sonic for knuckles wasn't he not robotnik's returns that's obviously me remembering it wrong yeah but regardless all of this kind of contrived nature of it is just so unnecessary and so mixed up where it should be no more simple than sonic is defender of earth tails thinks sonic's a hero and wants to help him and warn him that knuckles is on the way for the master emerald and it's on earth and he finds Robotnik, and Robotnik's returning, um, and he's going to backstab them all. You know, it's that kind of relationship. That's it. But they they, they try to overanalyze and explain why everybody's in that certain point at a certain time, and it's just so unnecessarily not complex because it's not. It's just stu- stupid. It's just so. Anyway, Mike, I'm I'm ranting a lot, yeah. and I need to dial it back a bit, and I need to take a breath, but. I'm not hearing a lot of good points out of this film from you. You said you like this film, and you're you're jumping with me and saying you, yeah, I didn't really like this, and yeah, you're right about that. Give me some good points. Well, what, what do you like about it? I re- I really lo- I thought that they did quite a good because they the first film had a lot of weird stuff like the the you know the human characters and and the whole you know long claw backstory and stuff, and I feel like they had a they'd done a good job of incorporating the sort of lore of the previous film with like some more traditional sonic stuff like how they how they got long claw and connected it with the echidnas and talked about how they've been like these warring tribes for like such a long time and i felt like there was like angel agent stone obviously for those who know nothing to do with the games i think um i thought it was i i thought it was it was cool how he sort of had been preparing for a long time for Eggman's return so as soon as he turned back he sort of like you know made this big base and stuff and I think it's a weird I think uh, we'll we'll talk we'll talk later about speculation for what we think the third film's going to be 
But I, I feel like that hint, there's like a little hint that Robotnik kind of likes the guy, even if, you know, he's a bit of a dick to him. And I, I, I think I think that relationship does work. I do think, like, the sheriff character was a bit pointless, for example, like the guy with the bicycle helmet. and the Yeah, I, th- I think like every human was... character in this movie, except for Robotnik, was worthless. The, the assistant... That Dr. Robotnik's assistant was brought back because he was funny to play off for Robotnik in the first one but Robotnik yeah. was so busy with his master plan and evil plan in this one he did not have time for his assistant, assistant in this one and that damaged that character no end there yeah. were several times where there was awkward scenes where he was surprised that Robotnik was back because he looked so different but they didn't do anything with it and there was like moments where he pressed the, the right button in the in the massive robot finish that they had, the last boss finish that they had, yeah. and Robot like good job, and then it he gets knocked out because he's no he's no longer needed. He yeah. just needed justified that he's there. The assistant police guy I, apparently made some funny jokes in the first film. I did not remember him at all. No. I don't even know who he was or why he was there. And the fact he was in the second movie just to talk to the other point stupid character was just an again people trying to put people in a movie. For no other reason that maybe they're friends in real life, or they he's in the first movie, so he's got to be in the second. And the there's this part, and I, I, I jump forward just so we can jump back. Yeah, yeah. Sonic and the main female character and the main male character are about to get stood on by Robotnik and his giant Doom machine. Yeah, and Robotnik puts a ring of fire around them all. And Sonic's like, you have to go, guys, because he's after me and you're going to get hurt. And they're like, no, we need to stay together because we're family. And that's what family does. Mm. Heartfelt sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, except for the fact they only said that at the moment that they're surrounded in fire and they couldn't go anywhere anyway. So <laughs> what are they going to do? Run away and set themselves on fire? Try and dive away from this giant foot? It was like... They, they wanted these characters here to bring Sonic a more human side of himself and yeah. sort of make it relatable. But it was ha- it was like they literally got that square peg and they were slamming it into a circle, like saying, we have to put this in the movie somehow. And it was just so unnecessary and, again, destroyed the pace of the movie. And all the humans did that. It was it would that none of them were needed. Is I think I think a lot of the, a lot of the reasons I enjoyed this film was for a lot of the reasons why I hate the writing in like modern Sonic games. Like let's yeah. let, let's take <laughs> Tails for example because I think in the games Tails is probably the worst character in modern Sonic. Agreed. Um Tails for those who don't know in the games at least the modern games is a little bitch. Tails can't do anything, and his his only words that he can say is "Sonic, help me," because he's just he's just such a little bitch. So like seeing he's a he's a plot device, isn't they? They don't know what to do with him. One minute he's a genius, and no one you know he he literally makes Sonic look like an idiot because he's he's smart. Like he's all sarcastic, like "Yeah, Sonic, you're the hero," but technically I'm over here doing everything that makes you look good. Yeah, and then other moments he's like a, a damsel in distress. Or he's just a plot device to get Sonic from point A to point B or something like that. So, so I think, I think actually seeing Tails do any fighting at all was just just nice to see. Like, obviously, I didn't <laughs> expect him to be swinging, you know, because that's not his thing. But, like, I, I, I think, like, I know, I think that entire, like, last act of the film, I, I absolutely loved it. Like, the whole, as soon as, 
like Robotnik built that big, you know, mech thing, the uh, Death Egg robot or whatever it was supposed to be. I thought yeah. that that from like till the end of the film was just I, I absolutely loved it. I was just completely glued to the screen. Like I thought it was great how you got to see um, Knuckles and Tails actually contribute again because. In Sonic games now, nobody does anything apart from Sonic, and it, it angers me to the core. So actually, it's almost like a, a deprived Sonic fan being like, "Look, look, they—they're in the film, they're doing stuff." Like, so, it's like, but like seeing Tails and Knuckles, like, sort of, because they—they could have easily, you know, how they distract Eggman and they get to take the Master Emerald from him. They could have easily been like, waved their arms around and go, "Oh, look at me!" and then like just sort of ran off but no they actually like went inside and they were doing fighting and there was that um i thought it was a bit cheesy but i thought it it, it worked where there was the whole um there was the whole callback from a line that eggman had said to knuckles earlier in the film and then knuckles says it back to him and he like yeah. punches the emerald out of him yeah where where he goes dishonorable and the 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 response for Robotnik which Knuckles uses back on him is this is how I roll yeah uh, which is which is basically how Knuckles is throughout the whole film and that's why I think yeah. he's actually why everyone says he's the, the the funniest or the most interesting character because he he should be because mm. this is his story of he he meets Robotnik first and that's the only reason he trusts Robotnik over Sonic yeah because he's an idiot, it's just he's been in solitude all that time, and Robotnik's the first person he sees. Yeah. Therefore, he's got no reason not to think he's a bad guy or he's going to be betrayed. He doesn't really understand those concepts quite so much. Yeah. That's his purpose. And then afterwards, after going and putting all of his efforts and fighting with all his might with what he thinks is his best friend in Robotnik, Robotnik betrays him at the last minute to take the one thing he said he promised he was going to get him. Yeah. And through that, he sees all the relationships Sonic and Tails has all that time yeah. and goes, I'm on the wrong side. And that's where he swallows his pride yeah. and becomes the hero and says, look, this is bigger than me. Now, they do that throughout this movie. And Knuckles has some funny moments. He has some funny lines. He does some awesome bits where like, he grabs Sonic in his speedball and he just holds Sonic in his like spin dash attack and then punches him into the ground. God, that looks awesome. I thought, I thought the, I, mean, I don't know about you, but I thought the action in general was really good. Like just Absolutely. from start to finish, I thought the action. And I think, I think Knuckles, you know, voice acting stuff aside, I think Knuckles was probably the best written character, and definitely where the writers clearly want had the most love for. Anyway. Yeah, and and again, being a Knuckles fan, I really appreciated that. However. There's there's two points off the back of what you said there, Mike. I'm glad you said that. The first point is it felt like when people nostalgically talk about the Sonic Adventure games, yeah. where they remember all the good parts, you know, um, sliding down the city in a city escape, running away from the avalanche in Sonic Adventure One, running away from the whale, all of that stuff. But they forget about all the jank and the horrible bits and Big the Cat. Hmm. This movie is very much like that. The action scenes are immense, but the way they got there is stupid. The the things that the one-liners and the things that people say are funny, 
but there's 50 other lines that are in there that are just as dumb that just break the character and take you out of that moment. Are you telling you know? me you don't like Eggman flossing? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Oh, well, I mean, if you want to throw that in for the kids because they understand their own, there's only one dance move in the world and that's flossing, fair enough. But it, it was just, there was just so much in the film where they were on the precipice of doing something good and they instead decided to take an easy route or a convoluted route when, they, when it was just there. It was just put it in the net. Like Knuckles being betrayed, yeah, was so like you just needed Sonic and Knuckles to have a fight, and Robotnik just to take the emerald. Mm-hmm. But there was just all this talking bit in between where it's almost like they needed to tell the audience Robotnik's doing something bad. Yeah, he's still doing something bad, and this is why Robotnik's doing it bad because he's just bad. Just take the freaking emerald. That would have been enough. You didn't need to explain it in such a contrived way. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's there's so much that, that they just overcomplicate because they don't trust their audience. And trust me, kids are smarter than you think when it comes to storylines. Um, the kids were bored because you had too much talking in your movie in the cinema I watched. They were, the kids were just falling asleep in their chairs. Just get to the point and they'll get it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need you to explain it through dialogue. Um, I do. The, the thing, I think the thing that, I think the best way I can sum up how we f- how we both feel because I feel like we're actually our opinions are more similar. It's just kind of it, it basically the way I can describe it is there's for me there's like an hour and a half worth of a good movie with about half an hour that bogs it down. But for you, the part that bogs it down bogs it down more than it does for me, if you know what I mean. Because we both seem... I think we both... There doesn't seem to be, from at least from our conversation, there doesn't seem to be anything that I like personally like that you hated or you hated that I personally liked. It's very much like we both agree that the bad things are bad and the good things are good. It's just I think I... I think the the you know, the positives outweigh the negatives more so. I think my expectations were, I didn't have any expectations going in, you know, I expected it to be bad, but I think there's that little bit inside of me where it goes the critics hate it so therefore I want to like it Yeah. so me going in wanting to like it was was what let me down. Now, Mm -hmm. the action scenes are great, and like I said, with a Sonic Adventure game, the good bits are always good, and they'll stay with you forever because they're cool scenes. And Knuckles punching Sonic, I can, I just love that. I can watch that all day. Yeah. But how they get there and the transitions between getting from place to place and the contrivedness of it and the pace of the movie and the cuts and all of it is just so unnecessary for a kid's movie or anything else that it just completely destroyed the pace of the film for me. And if you do that, if you, I guess it's because I tried to, to you know, I have written my own book, but I, I spend so much time trying to make the flow and make everything make sense in a book mm. that when a multi-million dollar movie where that's someone's full-time job to do that and they don't, it just annoys me no end. So if you're going to watch it for the action scenes, by all means, you're going to love it. But if you're going to watch it for the one-liners or the comedy or the story or the the lore or whatever, it's just a it's such a childish mess. I think I think any sort I I I think the main reason I prefer it over the original is more so because of it just feels like more of a Sonic movie, and that's it seems like a superficial thing, but it's 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 really true. I feel like I get 
the the action scenes I think are great. The 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 humor I, I will admit I didn't you know particularly connect with and and you know there weren't that much I connected with in the first film though I think the first film was a bit more the humor was a bit more um was a bit a bit less child friendly I mean it was obviously child friendly but it was like I think there was a joke about um there was a joke about the main human guy being breastfed or something I, I don't remember that, but it was like it, think... it, it was like yeah, because he says oh, I was breastfed, and then Jim Carrey Robotnik says, "Why don't you rub that in my in my orphan face or something like that?" <laughs> well, again, I think that's because there, there there just seemed to be more freedom in the in in the the script. I don't know if there was more eyes on it because they were like, "Oh wow, the first one made some money, so now yeah. there's just too much executive." But I don't know, and I don't care. There's probably loads of drama behind the scene and everything else, but it's it's just that that continuous continuous nature of the film where everything just sort of falls apart. And I, I tell you an easy fix for a lot of stuff. What's that? Um, I think the soundtrack, if they didn't have such a mediocre soundtrack, a lot of that oh, probably would have gone away. The soundtrack in is, I, I, I think it's sinful that, that they have now two Sonic movies and they didn't like even try to bring back any of the elements of any of the sort of sonic music that's because no. instead they this generic kind of music which is i don't i mean maybe someone thought it was cool back 20 years ago i don't know or maybe they think the kids are going to go oh i like this song but it's and and likewise there's just as many people going oh well, if they played the green hill zone remix then you guys would probably be all right with that no that's not what i want it's just i wanted something you want something. The, i think i wanted the like spirit of sonic like the thing is like you've you've got your hard rock from your adventure games you've got your orchestral stuff from like sonic unleashed you've got um obviously you've you so you've got you've got your more poppy stuff from like say sonic colors so you've got you've hit like basically every genre you can with sonic music so that was it's not hard to find music that's got the same sort of soul that sonic music has and i think because i saw when the first film came out there were a lot of youtube videos where they just literally got clips of the sonic movie and they'd put like the music in the background and that uh, you'd, you'd be surprised because I think one of the worst films about modern films in general is how they just don't, generally don't care about the music. And I think um, it really... Watching those scenes with, like, the Sonic music, it wasn't a nostalgic thing, because I'm not nostalgic for Sonic, but it just elevated it to such a higher level. So I think... Because the pace of it wasn't yeah. there. Sonic is a fast character. Instead, they decided to go with familiar songs you've heard on the radio every day. Yeah. And... It, th- this was a much more ambitious film, like Mike mm-hmm. said. They put more Sonic lore in it, more characters. There was it felt more like what a Sonic movie should be. Yeah, you kept you kept the same kind of soundtrack from the first one. Yeah, and you can't do both. No, I'm sorry that that is a big no. That that was probably that I I joke about the movie being rubbish. It was okay. Uh, it was just a bit of a letdown for me. But the the one unforgivable sin of this movie that I have to be serious about is how much of a bad job they did with the soundtrack. In the first one, it was less ambitious, it was by the numbers, it was a, a kind of buddy-buddy road trip movie. Mm. The music worked for it. You know, it it, 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 it it never raised the stakes. However, in this movie, 
the music when an avalanche is coming down the building, when Sonic and Knuckles is having a fight, when Sonic is running across the water, yeah, is all pretty much the same track or the same types of yeah. sound. And when they had this opportunity, I don't know if you remember this, Mike, where the egg robot, so Robotnik gets the Master Emerald and he constructs the egg robot yeah. from nothing. Mm-hmm. A little side caveat here. Would have been better if you already had the robot created and the Master Emerald was just its power source, not even created from magic. I, yeah, I thought that whole Eggman being consumed by the Master a Emerald. Was he turned bit... into a wizard, Mike. Yeah, that, that was stupid. I know it was like, like, not just for like a Sonic lore perspective, but just also I was just like, hmm, this is weird. He... But then why would he, if he had those sort of powers, why would he construct a giant robot? Why don't he just like... He built bigger robots and all that before, so what? He just anyway. Know. Regardless, he, this thing comes out of the out of the floor and it looks awesome. You know, it's a callback to Sonic Two. It's the last boss in Sonic Two, that giant egg robot walking thing. Hmm. Great. The action scene is great with it, but the music is just so generic when this thing comes out of the ground and it starts walking. It's like this is very similar to the, every other part of the music. There's, there's no build, you know. You remember, even if you hate Matrix Three, yeah. you remember the the music where Smith and Neo are fighting in the rain because yeah. it's completely different to everything else in that film. That film is bogged down with loads of fighting where you can't really place what you know. If anyone plays your music from different fight scenes, you'd struggle to place where it is. But that track was unique to that fight, and it raises the atmosphere. It raises yeah. the the whole involvement for it. And what makes it even worse, Mike? is they bring in Supersonic and they do exactly the same thing. The music doesn't change. It doesn't change the pace. Yeah. Sonic, Supersonic appears and it's like big whoop. It's like a wet fart went off in church. It doesn't do anything. It just sort of, oh, look, another thing happens. And the worst part is Robotnik even calls to it. Like I think there's a cut somewhere where they had a better music track. Because Robotnik, Jim Carrey picks up his leg and plays leg guitar and say, <laughs> play my Take Over the World mix. Yeah. You hear maybe five or six strums of an electric guitar and you think, that's it, they're going for it. And then it just cuts. Yeah. And someone changed their mind or someone in the editing room just went, no, no rock music, that's not ch- child friendly. And they just pulled you out of it and they went back to that generic, awful music where because it's like generic king kong rubbish oh it's just it stunk to high heaven i don't like if i was making a movie and i was like budgeting and stuff surely it would be like so much cheaper to buy to pay for the people who make the sonic music than getting all this licensed stuff (laughs) like yeah i know right Listen, there's another bit with the music that it angered me so much, Mike. I can feel my blood pressure boiling, right? Yeah. And I know I'm an old old guy who used to play Mega Drive games, but I don't care. This movie was made for me. They had a Mega Drive instruction manual in there. Give me a break. You can't just give me part of it and then take the rest out. Yeah. You know, you dick tease. What basically it comes down to like there's a bit where Sonic's gonna drown. Yeah. And he swallows a bubble. And there was a little bit inside of me, a little child that just wanted him to go. Like in the game. Yeah. Now, if you're not going to give me that, fair enough. That's fine. You don't have to give me that because it's it kind of takes you out of the moment. Mm. However, again, the music where he's going to drown, like Sonic's going to drown in his own movie, the bit where he's going to drown, you know the drama might be there for the kids and they're trying to get him in the moment, 
But why on earth didn't anyone sit down and go, do you know what would be really good here? If we remix the drowning music from Sonic and don't make it so, you know, ba 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 so everybody knows what it is, but just light it, put it in the music that we've got, that would make everybody in the audience who goes, oh my God, they've remixed the drowning music. That's cool. Yeah. And all the kids would still get that dread like we did was kids. Yeah. Instead, it's just a throwaway moment that no one cares about. It's a fucking layup. Why did no one say this is a good idea? It's just, it just it completely destroys it, and it just used to be so easy. You could have done this so easily, and it would have been cheaper than the friggin' money you paid for the music track they used. See, I'm in, I'm in this weird spot right with the Sonic movie, where I basically every scene where Tails, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles were on screen together in any variety, whether it's Sonic and Tails, uh, Sonic and Knuckles, whatever. I, I loved it. It's just mm-hmm. like it's a lot of um, like I I, th- I think the, f- the opening to Sonic kind of shows why they couldn't have just made Sonic two with just Sonic again because it felt like I think the first act kind of felt like more of the same. So I think they should have probably introduced Tails earlier, <clears throat> ripped out the human stuff, or at least severely toned it down. Because it was wrong. Like, were you the... Am I the only one? Because I heard some people say it's cute. But when Sonic turns up to the human character and he's like, Thanks, Dad. I'm like, no, you didn't have to... You didn't have to say that. You could have just been... You could have just, you know... Just you didn't have to call him dad. Now it's weird. Now Sonic has a dad, and I don't like that at all. Why is Sonic got dad? Not only that, it's, it, again, it, it undermines the message in it. There's something I can't forget this. I need to remember. There's a bit there where Sonic gets des- describes what a hero is. I'll come back to that. Yeah. But your message to the kids, or as part of your movie, is that Sonic and the main male character has this kind of they've gone from best friends to father son relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's their message, and every towards the end, it's all about family and everything else. Then tell me, what dad leaves their son alone in the house while they bugger off to Barbados to go for a wedding? What message? What is your message? You can't have your bread and butter at both sides. This is stupid. Did no one sit down and go? I, I, I know we're going to give these kids a message. We have to teach them something. But does that mean that we uh, we we say we leave our kids alone in the house? with strangers and and you know the way they can knock on the door and all that kind of stuff no no okay we'll just go with this we'll just roll with it i think i think they had the perfect opportunity to have sonic um mature through tails because tails could have been a mirror image for like which they kind of did but i don't think they fully committed to where like tails is kind of like a mirror image of what sonic used to be like scared alone and like sonic's kind of you know, Sonic's kind of shepherd him in. I feel like they could have had that same relationship between the two main characters in the first film, but done that a similar relationship, but just take the human characters out and just have Sonic and Tails have that sort of dynamic. Where, yeah, ta- where Sonic's kind of got a shepherd in, you know, this new person who sort of doesn't really know what they're doing and sort of make them, you know, feel... It was almost like there was, like too many chefs in the kitchen and no mm. clear vision about what they wanted the message of the movie to be and what yeah. it was they, I, I'm not I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't know exactly what the quote was yeah. but there was, there was a moment in the film where Sonic's story arc is about learning how to be a hero mm. 
there's a moment in there now i i've been fed this story since i was a very since four years old yeah. where leonardo and the turtles and and they mention it in ghostbusters in he-man in thundercats everything is about the hero doing something brave standing up against the bully you know whatever that message would be but he says something in this one where he goes i need to be responsible for the people who are not responsible for themselves or something like that mm. so it's like you're teaching kids that if someone's being irresponsible or someone's being stupid or not you know not doing the right thing you're going to step in and be responsible for them yeah that's that's a really stupid message to tell a child like I'm, okay i'm a i'm a guy i'm gonna pick a fight with someone who's 50 times bigger than me punch him in the face and I, I started the fight. I'm being irresponsible. Hmm. So that, Sonic has just told that kid to jump in front of that person who started that fight because he's being, you know, he's got to be responsible for the person who can't be that. That's just as stupid as when Sonic told everybody in the world in one of his cartoons that every day there's a child that dies by getting into a washing machine and turning it on. Yeah. There's some sort of meme with that, which was uncomfortable to begin with, but you're also putting the idea into the kid's head. You, there's certain things you don't do if you're trying to give a kid's message, and I think that's completely been lost on people. So I don't know what the message was. I don't know what they were trying to tell me because I didn't understand it, and I'm an adult. So as far as a kid's concerned, I I, I really don't I, know. I almost feel like they should have had Tails being knocked out being a, core, being a result of Sonic's recklessness. Yes, that uh. was what... Absolutely, and that goes back to what Sonic was when I was a kid, which was... He's a show-off. He's a bit arrogant. Everyone thinks he's cool, but being cool means that you're irresponsible and you yeah. make stupid mistakes. And it's all about you. And look at me, look at me. But then someone gets hurt as a result of that attitude. Yeah. And then suddenly you go, ah, I need to change what I'm being like. Sonic is supposed to be that character where his um, abilities outweigh the need for him to be smart, like yeah. a super athlete. He could, you know, imagine you're you got the kid at school and you can run a hundred meters in 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 nine seconds. Yeah. You don't need to know how to talk. You don't need to be a certain way at school because everybody knows you're the cool kid who can do that. Yeah. That's Sonic. But when you let that be all of your character, that you decide that you as as this super athlete or you're really good at something, and you get your, you know, you, you become big headed. And, and you expect people just to love you for that reason, that reason alone. Then someone gets hurt, you suddenly go, I need to be more than this. I can't just let my abilities be me only. I need to be better than that. I need to be responsible. Um, you know, great power comes with great responsibility. That was what Sonic should be, and Tails had that opportunity to do that, like you mm. said, Mike. Yeah, I, I think, you know, to sort of try and, try and like, um, bring it to some sort of conclusion before we go on to... Spec. I, I kind of want to go a little bit into speculation of what I think they should do next because I don't think I don't think they should end it here. I want to see a Sonic three. Um, you know, regardless of what people think of the film. Um, I think they're not suggesting we will get one. But yeah. yeah, it um, might be the last one if people think what I thought about this movie. But we'll see. <laughs> well, well, if if it's if it works well, then it it might be might be for the best. But um, yeah, I think I, I think. We can both agree that the action was the action was great. Um, yes. Knuckles, by far the best character in the film. Um, a lot of there's a lot of character. I think Tails and Eggman were limit were 
only limited by their screen time. I think they could have been given more to do. But that yeah. that could have been. I don't. The thing is, people are complaining about the film's length. I don't think it's the length of because you can, you know, people will watch Endgame. It's like three hours long, or even the new Batman film was like three hours long. I don't think it's the movie's length that's the problem. It's how the time is is used, because a lot of the time and they, and they transition from one scene to yeah, another. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of the um, stuff that they could have done, they they didn't really do. I think a lot of the they they. It's almost like they had so much baggage from the previous film. They were like, "Oh, we've got these characters, these all these human characters, and we've got all this other stuff, and we we could run that. We we want to translate that all into the next film, but we also want to introduce all this other stuff. We want to introduce the lore of the Master Emerald and the Chaos Emeralds. We want to introduce Tails. We want to introduce Knuckles. Um, you know, they had all these things, and it was almost like." they were trying to make two different movies and try and put them together. And the Sonic movie I thought was great. The human movie, not so much. So it was kind of like a weird, it's almost I, like, I, I would say it like this. I, I, you, you're being very analytical. I, yeah. I, I like to dumb things down cause I like bright colors and jing, jingly keys. Yeah. So it was like, if you think of Avengers, the Avengers movie, yeah, everybody remembers that bit where all the Avengers are standing around in a circle and the camera goes all the way around them. Yeah, and then they about the cool stuff that those characters do in that film. Yeah, right. The Sonic Two movie is like that. If you mm-hmm. if you just take aspects of the movie, you've got those cool scenes and and those panning shots that you're going to go, oh my god, this is a moment. You know, yeah. this is cool. I'm seeing these characters in real life for the first time. Yeah. However, the rest of the movie is Fantastic Four, where they've got loads of characters and loads of things that they try to put in, and it's not cool, and it doesn't quite hit right. So you've got the action of Avengers, but you've got the continuity and scene-by-scene nature of Fantastic Four, where nothing really sort of pays off. And you're kind of glad you're watching it, because you're a fan of them, but at the same time, I think everything's been lowered as... Well, in my opinion, obviously, you, you, you liked it, Mike. But for me, all of the character-driven aspects were lowered and made dumber, but you had some cool fight scenes every so often. That that was the movie I saw. I saw Fantastic Four, the movie, the, the Silver Surfer one, to be specific, mixed in with the action scenes of Avengers. Yeah, I, th- I think we can agree on certain aspects for sure. Like, I, I, when we... Like I said, I came out of it really enjoying it. I... And despite the amount of, you know, the few times where I think I think the best way to sum it up really is I was taken out of the film in certain scenes, whereas I feel like you were sort of taken out of the film sort of throughout it. Whereas like I sort of like I would there'd be like the wedding scene and I'd be taken out of it. But then the next scene would kind of come along and I'd be like, all right, that scene's done now. And I would sort of focus on what was going on, whereas I feel like it was almost like you were like. It was almost like you were a hangman drawing, and every time something annoyed you, you'd draw a stick, and then another stick. Because they were so close. I think it was a complete miss. Like I, The first Fantastic Four movie, I didn't mind so much. Everyone hated it, and they thought it was crap, right? Yeah. I didn't mind that much, because it was a bad movie, and they didn't quite land what those characters did. It was, it was all right, okay? Yeah. 
if they were close, if they weren't as close to having a fantastic movie on their hands like they did with Sonic Two, I wouldn't be so annoyed. Yeah. But if they, like you said, certain aspects just change how they get from point A to point B. Get rid of the unnecessary scenes where you're just wasting my time so I can get back to the yeah. things that mattered. Make the characters not do stupid or say stupid things for no other reason that insert one-liner here and no one came up with a good one-liner. You know, yeah. all of that stuff t- constantly made me go, if you didn't have it, then it would have been all right because I just would have gone, ah, it's just a rubbish Sonic movie or, you know, it's good fun. You could just switch your brain off and you have a good time. But they're so close to excellence mm. that music one-liners and continuity just completely destroyed it for me yeah it's almost i almost see it as kind of like the hobbit trilogy now like the hobbit trilogy i I don't know how familiar you are with lord of rings or the hobbit yeah i've seen them all yeah but like the hobbit trilogy had like absolutely incredible scenes in it but it was just completely bloated with so much fluff so like that's why like the the fan edit community has gone absolutely wild of it and tried to make like uh, definitive cuts of the film and films and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's kind of like almost, almost like part of me would want to see like the Sonic Two equivalent of that, like this, <laughs> the Sonic, the you know, the the cut that sort of cut out, you know, a good chunk of the scenes that j- just streamlined well, the, it a bit more. Like we said, the wedding scene could just be lifted straight out of the movie and no mm. one would have known the difference. You could have got it down to an hour and a half runtime by just taking it out. It, seriously, if you haven't seen the movie, you go watch it. It's like watching uh, Wedding Crashes halfway through a Sonic movie. It's completely <laughs> it's random. It's it trying to be funny and it hits a few times. Don't get me wrong, there are a few funny scenes in it, but not enough for it to warrant to take it out of the Sonic film. But let me ask you this, Mike, before we go on to where the future was, might go for the next Sonic 3 film. Okay. We've now shared backwards and forwards, and like you've said, I think it's quite interesting that we agree there's good bits and there's bad bits, and clearly I think the only thing we don't... We, we're sort of different on opinion here is what I want from a movie is very different to what you might want from a movie or something mm, in between. Maybe, yeah. Is talking about it now changed your opinion of the film, or do you still think it's a good film? Because there's a lot of... I think I've brought a lot of negativity to this and I don't feel I should do. Have I made you rethink some stuff? Because it is a good film here. The isn't thing it? is, I've, I've had I've had a good a good tile to sit on it. And the thing is, the things that you're pointing out as bad, I never, when I, even when I came out of the movie, I acknowledged them as being bad things. I think it's just, it's just to the degree where it's just the question of, do you think it, the bad things ruin the movie and i think to me i'd say no whereas you you know probably say otherwise i think just because it was like i said if, if they didn't have all the cool visuals and they didn't have all those cool fight scenes in it where they were so close to making a great sonic film but they just kept it's like you you put your foot on the gas and you're about to get up to 70 miles per hour and and win the race and then they just ease up just at the end to to come second and they keep doing it every lap you know it's it's kind of like why you're you're so close and it seems like such an easy layup and you just keep fumbling the ball you know enter any other analogies you want to here i'm here all day but yeah that's why i'm annoyed with it is they're so close yeah i think i think like I don't know. Obviously, you're you're quite fresh out of it, so I think. Whereas, you you you've sort of come out like filled with rage, and I sort of came out 
you know, filled with ha- happy thoughts. And I'd like to think that, you know, after some calm calming down, we'll sort of meet somewhere in the middle. Because um, I, yeah. I genuinely think I, I, I did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny my feelings. I came out of the movie and I really enjoyed it, um, <clears throat> des- despite its its flaws. But I think, <clears throat> I think one of the things about it is I came out of it really wanting them to to go all in in the next one because, like, I I I think. I think that if you're a Sonic fan, there is no reason not to see this. I think that 90% of Sonic fans will come out and absolutely love it. Um, if you're not a Sonic th- fan, I think it's harder to recommend. Just because it's very much like... I think part of the enjoyment is... Especially characters that have been ruined over the years. Seeing those characters on screen and, and seeing them interact is part of the appeal. Um it, the, making a Sonic movie is really difficult because Sonic, as a franchise, has an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. The Sonic where I had him on a Mega Drive is a very different Sonic to the one in Adventure. Yeah. Who's a very different Sonic on Sonic Boom? Who's a different Sonic to Sonic Sat AM? Who's a different Sonic to the one in the comics? The two different contu- continuities. And around the world, Sonic had a different lore. You know, yeah. in UK there was Mobius, and there was it was all a different planet. And Robotnik was the one that came to Mobius to try and just literally just turn everything to pollution. Yeah. However, in Japan, it was never a different planet. It was always Earth. It was Angel Island. It always happened on a separate pl- island. Yeah. And then adventure happens. They all changed the the Japanese law. That's where mm-hmm. Eggman came from, and Robotnik disappeared. So it's very difficult to please all of these different fans from all these different continuities in one place yeah so it's always hard to do that but i think the answer to that is if you just have all these quick wins put in place so i think we should we should take use this time to sort of like maybe address what i wouldn't mind in the next one to fix it and what you're particularly looking forward to in in the next sonic movie yeah but there was there was an end credit scene where they reveal shadow Mm mm-hmm and they find Shadow, and he kind of rises, rises out of this thing. So the next thing they're potentially going to deal with is Sonic Adventure 2. Yes. Uh, what, what are you wanting from the next Sonic movie, Mike? Now, uh, the, the, the thing is, I, I personally think that Sonic Adventure 2, at least from a story standpoint, is probably the the, the best in the series. If you're talking about... If, you t- if, if someone asked me what is the best Sonic game to adapt into a film sort of beat for beat, Sonic Adventure 2 would probably be the best sort of stand-in for it. Mm. Um, so what I... So so I'll just quick quickly run you through my dream. This is this will never happen, but this is if I was writing. So, so I'm setting the scene, right? You've Go got, for it. You've got a helicopter. The director, he's taking the director's chair. Yep. Let's do it, Mike. You've got a helicopter. Sonic is in this helicopter. With the the two human leads, and uh, Sonic's like, "Wow, I've never been this high up before. So happy that you took me on a helicopter ride for my birthday or whatever." And then, and then there's another helicopter that like sort of drives up alongside it. Doors open. It's gun soldiers. They point guns at him and go, "Go! You're under arrest. We've seen you destroying the, you know, destroying the city. We we won't." And Sonic's like, "What do you mean?" And they start shooting, and he's like. I don't want my human friends to get hurt, so I'm gonna jump. Jumps out of the helicopter, 
you know, piece of metal flies off, puts it underneath his feet, credits start rolling, City Escape starts playing. I don't care if it don't make sense. Go for it. And then after that, um, you know, he, he's trying to... So the whole first action set piece is him trying to escape the military. And that would end with him bumping into Shadow, which he'd have an interaction similar to how he does it in the game, where he's like, Why is, who is this guy? And then Shadow would have a Chaos Emerald and he'd do the whole Chaos Control thing. Um, so it would kind of slowly follow the beats of the game, but this is where it diverges. Now... Again, just like in the game, Sonic gets arrested, and Tails, just like in the game, goes to rescue Sonic. How it's different is that he would bring Knuckles with him. Now, I think him bringing Knuckles with him not only could have some comedy between the two, like, for example, um, just some just a simple joke like Tails is trying to hack a door, and he's spending ages trying to hack it, and Knuckles just punches it, like just breaks it down, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what you wanted in this film, to yeah. Be fair. So you could have sort of those sort of interactions. So and also, I think the whole Rouge and Knuckles plot in Adventure Two you could rip out because it's not relevant to the to the game really. Um, and Rouge, I don't think should be in the film anyway, just because it's it's a bit weird. A bit weird. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so they they break in they break into the into the prison, which I think is good for Knuckles because it shows that Knuckles. Um, really cares about Sonic now because he's willing to risk his life to break into a prison. And it also shows that Tails has grown because Tails is willing to step up and be the one who's like, right, let's go break Sonic out of jail. Um, Then there's shouting. They hear a noise, hear a faint noise. They go to check it out. And there is a hedgehog tied up that's been put in jail uh, uh, because they're just looking after a hedgehog. They don't know... They think it might be Sonic. They think it might be Shadow. But the hedgehog they've actually captured... Don't do it, Mike. ...is Amy. Oh, okay. That's a little better than what I was thinking. Were you thinking Silver? I thought you were going Silver. I was like, don't do it, Mike. I think think a Sonic movie 3... I don't know how they wouldn't introduce Amy. Like, she's one of the main, like, Sonic characters. It seems weird not to have her. But I think... There's, I think there's a way you can do it where she's not annoying. Like, I think you could have the, you could have your stereotypical scenes like she sees Sonic and she's just completely like, you know, your whole like slow motion dreamboat. Uh, I'm I'm in love at first sight scene. You can do stuff like that. I think that with with the right voice and the right writing, you could make Amy Rose, you know, a, a good character. And I think it'd be weird not to have her in a Sonic game, a Sonic film at all. Yeah, I mean, okay, you've you've given me a lot to unpack there, so let's 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 rewind it a little bit. Now I'm gonna have to break your heart, first of all, Mike, about yeah. the helicopter scene coming out of City yeah. Escape. Yeah. Now I I would have been right there with you, and in Sonic Two, I was waiting for the music to hit, even yeah. though the lyrics wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. But they've already done it. Because Sonic smashes a robot, he takes a bit of scrap, and he snowboards down in Sonic 2 to get away in this temple bit. Which, temple bit yeah. was fun, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's almost like, what, are you are you really going to do Sonic 3 and have him take another bit of scrap and go through the city and again? Now, I think that city 
snowboarding bit is been it's gone. I think the the, the moment has gone and they've ruined it. Right. Like I think any moments that they could potentially have done was Sonic Three. However, I do think they can do City Escape, but do it in a way where they don't have the same setup from the movie. No, like I think it should be. It's natural that it should open that way. Yeah, and, and they should they should do it. But I feel that they're going to have to, like you had with the problem with the law of the first one, trying to squeeze that into the second one and how they've expanded it. Yeah. Problem they've left is now they've expanded that law so much, but they've not tied anything up. No. So imagine the, the, the opening scene. You're suggesting that the opening scene is going to be Sonic skateboarding down City Escape style Sonic Adventure 2, right? Yeah. But they've got Knuckles and they've got Tails. Yeah. They're going to have to introduce those characters now in that film as an opening thing to say they're all friends because that's the whole thing that we're family we're friends so we do yeah. everything together so why would sonic be on his own so they got that mm-hmm. then you put master emerald which they built up for all this time they're gonna have to bring the master emerald back because it's the most powerful thing in the universe and sonic scattered all the chaos emeralds as well but the master emerald's still there i don't get that i don't know how that happened no but it's a thing so the master emerald is still there what are they just going to ignore that in the second one in the third one sorry maybe i mean they did it in transformers all the lore they built up in the previous films they've completely forgotten the in the in the later ones but shadow uses the the, the chaos emeralds a lot in the in the game so there'll be aspects of that but mm-hmm. shadow right you've got to do the whole robotnik's grandfather and um whatever the little girl called is in space and the ultimate life form thing. Yeah. But that means you're probably going to have to scrap all that and give him a new story or a new background like you did with kind of, you did with Tails, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, so that's, that's confusing. I suppose what you could do to make clear all this mess up is you could bring the master Emerald back and you can have shadow being the kind of the, the evil Sonic. And there's that whole mix up there. But the real story in the background is that the Master Emerald's back in play and because it's been used and it's been shattered, the creature, Chaos, that was inside of it gets released. And then Sonic, Shadow, Knuckles and Tails all come together to try and stop Chaos. I think that way you'd, you'd probably satisfy the lore aspects of the story and still hit a lot of the story beats as you go, and you've got this big bad for everybody to come together to face. The, the thing is, they've already set up um, the whole... They've already hinted towards the origin story of Shadow being pretty much the same. Um, I don't know if you, you caught it, but they essentially said the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the name Robotnik is... Like, the name Robotnik is, is, is something's come up related to his the name robotnik that's been around for over 50 years and that's when they reveal shadow so they're clearly hinting at gerald robotnik being the one who created shadow all those years ago so i think i think a similar if you like i said if you took the the general um outline of of sonic adventure 2 and took out the rouge um subplot with with rouge and um and knuckles and sort of repurpose knuckles so they're not all three of not the main trio aren't in three completely different places because that makes a messy movie and then you um focus on those characters i still think you can you you can make make that interesting i think having um 
Shadow and and Sonic racing each other and having things like um, Shadow sacrificing himself in the end, I think would be a good way to tie it all together. And I also think for Robotnik, if for the next film they take him to his logical extreme, which is the most Eggman-y Eggman ever to Eggman, and then they do how they ended it in Sonic Adventure 2, where he has to then help all the... Um, the rest of the crew to stop this big. E- I don't think it should be the bio lizard because the bio. Who cares? It should be no maybe. It should be <laughs> no something. It should be a threat more interesting than that. Well, that's but, why I say chaos is a good, good one. I think that. chaos is hard though because then you've got to introduce like the Chow and you've got to introduce like Takal and you've got. Well, yeah, but again, you're going to what is in the game, law by law beat by beat yeah but let's look course. at Knuckles' story Knuckles' story was is he was in a floating island looking after the master emerald because it was the last thing that he was told to do yeah. Robotnik crash lands on the island and tricks Robot- uh, tricks Knuckles into thinking this bad Sonic is going to come and steal your emerald and you need to stop him yeah and then that whole kind of uh, Robotnik needs the master emerald to power his death egg and then Sonic and Knuckles joins forces to take down the death egg yeah uh and that you know, so they didn't follow. Although yes, the Mega Drive games have less story, so therefore there's less to borrow from. But they still didn't. Knuckles' backstory is still not a hundred percent to what it is, and I don't think no. they'll do that with Shadow either. Because there's always this thing where they do movies where, like, well, if you played the game, you don't, you wouldn't want to just watch the game again as a film. You want to change it and have a different take on it. They do that all the time. Mm. That's why I think if you replace the Bio Lizard with with Chaos. But you just literally have him as a monster that comes out. Even of the if it, even if it was like it, it was like the kaiju monster from like Sonic, Sonic Heroes. So like yeah. it was like Metal Sonic. Like is no, 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 no. That now don't touch Metal Sonic. No, that, I do not want to see Metal Sonic and Sonic Three at all. I don't. Maybe just the hint at the end. That would be a great end credit scene. Is to have Metal Sonic. Where Robotnik, uh, maybe he's not in the third one, and then Robotnik appears at the end, and he's the reason he's not in the third one is because he's been making Metal mm-hmm. Sonic. But Sonic CD has a really good story where yeah. there's a metal planet that's changed to the uh, well, it's Mobius in my world, but it's Earth and everybody else's continuity. Yeah, and it's it's a time shifting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you can do a good time if you want to bring Amy into it. Yeah. You can do a you can just base it on the uh, Sonic versus Metal Sonic on the Miracle Planet that mm-hmm. chain time loop thing and bring Amy in that way. If you bring Amy and Metal Sonic into this when you've got Shadow, you've got Gun, you've got Maybe. Sonic Knuckles Tails and all that it's just too much. I and think it's going to suffer. I think we need to address the elephant in the room which is Jim Carrey's Robotnik. Now we I've up with it. We both know that Jim Carrey is an absolute juggernaut in terms of, you know, stardom and stuff. And he's and he's talked about slowing down and, and wanting to retire in soon. So I, I and I think Gerald Robotnik as a character is is kinda needed. It's needed to have Robotnik there as like a Because you can't have someone tied to that character so personally and not have them involved. I think that's wrong. So I think I think if you're going to do I'd say this is what I think. I say just make just commit to one more film with with Jim Carrey's Robotnik in um and just 
like just say just give him a boatload of money and just say look just do one more that's all we ask and then sort of and if a, if a franchise dies after that it dies and if it doesn't it doesn't but i feel like if you're gonna the if the best way to do it is to try and make the best film you can and try and neatly somehow tie the whole trilogy together into one coherent thing and then you know if you you're gonna do a fourth one then try and start like a brand new sort of setup and continuity and not continuity but a new setup for a new story well you say that but let's say for argument's sake jim carrey can't be convinced to bring back his robotnik no right if you look at it from the same kind of they kind of follow the law but they don't really follow the law that the movies are doing yeah the best opportunity to end jim carrey's eggman mm-hmm. bring in gerald robotnik as the new dr robotnik because they've both got the same name dr robotnik is the same you know they're both called that it's mm. just that one's called gerald and one's called Ivy. well one's not evil though that's the only difference well, yeah but does that really matter does that really you know because gerald robotnik built a a planet destroying super laser yeah. which looked like robotnik's face he built the bio lizard. He built Shadow, yet he wasn't evil because that was the twist in the game. Now, I think... let's say you get a new actor yeah. in who looks like a uh, maybe a chubby kind of Dr. Robotnik who, yeah. who better fits the build, and you literally just go, what if his granddad just wants to get, or his dad or whatever Gerald Robotnik is in this law, just wants to get revenge on what they did with Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik? Then you wouldn't have this all. Then you'd be able to bring in chaos again if you really wanted to. You'd have his planet destroying Death Egg, which, let's face it, the the space station in Adventure Two is so similar to the Death Egg in Sonic and Knuckles that you could basically make that your big plot. Yeah. You know, Gerald Robotnik. So what if he's a good guy in the game? Make him a bad guy because you had to change your actor. You know, mm-hmm. but you still have Doctor Robotnik, and he can play it for the next twenty films because he's not as expensive as Jim Carrey. Yeah, I still think you'll be able to go through those story beats, and for the majority of the story, you've salvaged what you're trying to tell without the massive bill of Jim Carrey. That I don't think this is a bad time to have that change. See, I, I, I disagree. I think any sort of any attempt to do something that's similar to Jim Carrey's Robotnik is just going to fa- fall flat on its face, and I think that. I think it was just very anticlimactic how he went out. So I feel like if that's yeah. going to be how it ended, then that's going to feel a bit bittersweet. Like I said, all I all I'd want from him is to do one more film where it comes to some sort of conclusion for his character, because it did feel very abrupt. Obviously, you can't you know can't decide whether he comes back or not. But I think I think if he's gone or or after he's gone. I think you're just going to have to... It's, I don't know, it's hard to say. Because the thing is, the games... I know, obviously, you say that, oh, the films are different to the games and stuff, but the games have never committed to a story, unless you're talking, like, Black Knight and Secret Rings, have really committed to a story where he's not involved. No, but again, even if you do go on the ones that are considered the good Sonic games, Robotnik doesn't really do that much. Like, if you think about what Robotnik does in Sonic Adventure 1, he's, he is just literally trying to power up chaos. You can do that without Robotnik. You know, Sonic Adventure 2, mm. 
he's literally trying to find Shadow. Once Shadow is found, Shadow drives the dark plot because of what he's trying to do with the, what happens in the space station. Mm. Sonic Heroes, Metal Sonic is the bad guy who's manipulating Robotnik. So you don't... Robotnik doesn't really do anything of no after Sonic 3, in my opinion. No. it's it's That's his story arc. And that's why I say... If you want, if Jim Carrey doesn't want to do the third one or doesn't want to do any more, I don't think that would be too much of a problem. Maybe pay for him to do a cameo because, like you say, he sort of disappeared and he kind of wants something in there. But I would be happy with a jail cell scene where Robotnik's rotting in jail and Jim Carrey's kind of there and his yeah. granddad, Gerald Robotnik, comes in and goes, don't worry, son, I'm going to get revenge for you. And he steps in as the role of the new Dr. Robotnik. I wouldn't worry that so much because I think Jim Carrey in this film, he just didn't look... I know you say he looked like he was having fun in the in the press releases and stuff. I didn't see that. No. But he didn't bring the same energy he did in the first film, and it just didn't feel like he was... He looked like he was just reading off the script and going through the paces. So I say I wouldn't miss him if he's not in the third one. I, I think... I think... Like I said, I, I didn't really like how, how they ended his character, in, so I, I'd at least want him to make some sort of appearance. It's, yeah. It's hard to say. I mean... I don't know. I, th- I don't think it would be much. Like, obviously, I I don't know. We hindsight is twenty twenty, but like, I don't think it'd be much to have him come down to a green screen set for like a week and then just film all of his scenes and 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 stuff like that. Because I think there is. Because as, as obviously as you introduce more characters, as we saw with Sonic Movie Two, the the amount of screen time every character gets gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yes. So I yeah, think, no. I think they could potentially bring him back, even if it is just sort of, you know, for a, for three, four scenes. And I think, but what they need to do is they need to focus on, on, on Shadow, and I, I think they need to phase out the human characters, have them in for like a scene at the beginning and then a scene at the end, and then have that be it, because it's already going to get bloated enough as it is if you're introducing Shadow, and if they do well, not. If they do you, introduce Amy, who knows? You, like I said, I think they should leave Metal Sonic and Amy and all that for another movie. But here, here comes my—they're not going to do it. But if they did, it would solve a lot of their problems, um, and it would be cool, in my opinion. Like you had your City Escape, which I wish would be in the movie. And I, I please fix your friggin' music in the next one, if nothing else. Yeah. But here, here I go. What would make Shadow more fearful and impactful than anything else? Well, if, if he just killed the main male character. Yeah, but then you can't redeem someone like that. But that's what Shadow is. He's evil Sonic. Yeah, but he's not He's not evil to the point where he, like, at least in... He, like, I don't see him as... The thing is... If, he, if he's a... Look, I'm not a Shadow fan, no. okay? I think Knuckles and I think Metal Sonic does a much better job in both of their roles than Shadow ever done, Okay. If you are a Shadow fan, it's probably because you like Vegeta as well. You like that anti-hero angst, but he's not really a bad guy, but he's kind of a good... Fine, right? That that whole dynamic for a lot of me, I, I hate. However, he's a, he's a friggin' bad Sonic. Let him just be a bad Sonic. If he's got to be a hero every so often, then I understand that confuses the kids. It confused me when I was watching Shadow with guns shooting people and then the next minute he was saving the planet you know that's the kind of confusing weirdness that shadow is but if you did that you get rid of the human aspect and i know they're not going to do it because i'm literally what you're saying like makes perfect sense they're not going to do it 
But if they did, it gets rid of the human aspect, it makes Shadow a badass, and you set up the stakes for a number of See, one of the reasons why I wanted... I, I think that... I think they personally will, and I think that they it could work if they did introduce Amy in, is because Amy is... This is on the hypothetical thing that they try and sort of bring in elements from the game, but like, um, with... Uh, Shadow's whole thing, how he had a human friend who who sort of died, and and he sort of wanted revenge on humanity for for her death. I think Amy, being the sort of young, um, naive girl, being the one to talk to him to sort of get him to come around, it's kind of like a good. It's kind of like a mirror thing. It's kind of like, well, you know, he needed a young girl, just like he had a young friend. Ooh. Sort of help him, kind of <laughs> goes back round. You, and... you just inspired me. That's really upset the Sonic fan base, oh, right? There we go. What was the girl that Shadow um, was infatuated with in Venture Two Battle? I can't remember what her name was. Maria. Maria. Yeah. Right. Scrap that character and put Amy in that role. What? Just have Amy die and have Amy as Maria. And the one like like Amy is Shadow's sister. Yeah. And the, the reason he's fighting is because he thinks I don't know Amy's injured or in danger or something like that. Really mess up the law. Really anger all the hardcore Sonic fans. Because let's face it, there are many unnecessary characters in Sonic's fan in Sonic's franchise. So if you actually do what they should have done a long time ago and actually multi-purpose what the character's point of existing is, rather than just go they did that one thing once, so we're just going to keep them in the games forever. If Amy had that purpose, not only would you introduce her, but you'd also give her more of a role and a relationship with Shadow. So that would work. It would anger everybody because everyone would hate that <laughs> Amy would be Shadow's sister. They would lose their minds. I, I, but, I, yeah. I think, like, yeah, I think... But I, it's one of those things. I, I guarantee that she's going to be in the film because she's too popular of a character not to introduce at this point. Um, well, it'll attract more female uh, females to the well, she's like yeah. the top five Sonic characters. It's like Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and Shadow. Like if you if you know when you talk about the ones that are most sort of popular, so it would be. I, don't, I, I don't want them to do it, Mike. I think if you're going to bring Shadow with all that baggage that Shadow brings to the storyline and everything he's needed because he's he's got to be angst. He's got to be angry. Oh, I almost forgot to brood. I was so angry. He, he wasn't. You know? He wasn't too bad until he got to his own solo thing where he pulled out guns and then he. Because the thing is, he. This is the problem. Sonic Adventure Two ends with him sacrificing himself, and it's like a, a, a sweet thing. It's like, oh no, he's come full circle. But then in in Heroes, it was just like, oh, he's got amnesia. He's back. Right. I'm angry at Shadow because he took away Knuckles' main role of being Sonic's rival, and Knuckles was better as Sonic's rival than Shadow ever was. And you keep, everyone goes on about how stupid Knuckles is and how he keeps getting tricked by Dr. Robotnik and how Knuckles is a bonehead. Let me tell you this. It takes a special kind of stupid for someone to mishear the most important person in their life say, Shadow, I want you to kill everybody, when she actually said, Shadow, I want you to save everyone. There's a little mistake in there, isn't there? That's, I mean, that's a bit stupid to get that mixed up. I, I mean, it could be any further away on the other side of the planet or the other side of the coin than you should kill everybody or no, I meant you should save everyone. It's I, Shadow they, is just problematic. They could, they could re, they could rewrite that. I think, I think they, they need to. I think they could. I honestly, I honestly think that they 
they've got a film there that they can make work. It's just um, it's just whether they will or not. And to be honest, even though it's been announced, there's no guarantee because at the end of the day, if if a, if something's we but we both know that if a project's announced, that doesn't mean anything until cameras are on on people, and even then, not necessarily. So until oh, I'm still waiting for Skeletor to climb out of that massive dungeon he had back in the eighties film that they recorded <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren, and he, it, 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 before end credit scenes were a thing. That has an end credit scene where Skeletor comes out of the fiery pit and he'll go, I'll be back. He has been climbing out of that pit for about, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. And he's still not here. So I think, you know, I think there's still chance. Yeah. I think it's going to outpace the first film financially because one, no pandemic and two, you know, it's got a massive marketing push behind it. Yeah. But I, I don't know how I feel about a Paramount Plus Knuckles TV show. I think that might be a bit too much. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing that. Didn't yeah, because what does? Because what's next? Are we gonna have a? Uh, are we gonna have a chaotic detective show? <laughs> we can well, you know what they're doing, don't you? They're literally everyone's cramming for a a multiverse type story thing. Yeah. They they want this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and everybody wants. Well, they're, to make they're rebooting best. Transformers, and they're talking about rebooting an Ninja Turtles. So Paramount are sort of going all in on on every franchise that they own, because you know obviously yeah. Paramount aren't disney or you know even warner brothers so they're kind of just going all in i'm glad because you shouldn't be sitting on franchises you have no plans for i would rather you sell the franchises than just sit on them for 20 years and never do anything so i'm all for them trying something and and making it work and if it's a great if it's another cinematic universe that works i'm all for it i would have been happy to see what they did with the dark universe after the terrible mummy movie make a few more and give it a try you know but at the end of the day, um, you need to make one. I think if anything, DC is proven. You need to make one movie at a time yeah. with a little bit of a trickle of an idea that it might be a bigger thing in the process and slowly get there. I um, think, yeah, I think I, they did that with the first Sonic film. And I think they're going to. And I, I, I think even though they introduced Tails and Knuckles, it didn't go too hard into the shadow thing it was really just one scene and the fact that gun exists so they didn't they didn't they didn't sequel bait which i think would have been you know a fear of of a movie to just be like yeah this one's all right but wait till the next one luckily it was just like if you take that shadow scene out the movie still you know is a is a complete film film. yeah. yeah so it but it's i'm I'm definitely extremely excited for to see what happens next. And there's a, there's a simple person, there's a simple-minded fool in me that's just like, oh look, it's Shadow on the big screen with Sonic, they're having a race. Shadow oh. brings so many problems to the mix that I I kind of shook my head and there was a, I had the opposite effect, which is funny because this is kind of what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. Where I saw Shadow and I shook my head and went, oh god, here comes the messy bit. You obviously got excited and, and we're looking forward to yeah, it. I mean, because I, you're not, you've got Shadow, you've got Knuckles, you've got Tails and Sonic. You're still trying to build a legacy there for. Then you've got the whole Longclaw lore that you're still building as well. There's just so many continuities and so much lore. And I think Shadow, if anything, makes all of that other complicated stuff we've been talking about for the last two hours pale in comparison to the levels of complexity that that character tries to bring i think the only way they could i think the best way to make a third film work is to just basically start from scratch essentially just have a third <laughs> shadows on the way but like, but like basically basically <laughs> everybody look out here he comes basically like don't 
carry the baggage from the second film just basically be like Sonic tells Knuckles are friends um and then this is a new problem that they've got to solve sort of thing and... oh my are you literally saying are you pitching for Shadow the Hedgehog the video game the movie and that's what they're going to do with Sonic 3 <laughs> they should the, they the should sequel. have multiple out multiple options <laughs> Literally, the sequel to Shadow the Hedgehog of the video game, they're going to do that for Sonic 3. Everybody else is going to be a side character, (laughs) and depending on what cinema you sit in, what you choose and where you go, it depends on which character Shadow teams up with. Oh, Mike, you've opened it up now. The interactive experience is brought directly to you by Shadow the Hedgehog. It's like taking taking candy from a baby, which is fine by me. Oh, Oh. God. Honestly, like... Not not to go on a tangent, but I replayed Shadow of a Hedgehog, which which people should know was the first and only Sonic game I grew up with, which is probably why I like Shadow of a Hedgehog. Oh and I thought God. I thought Shadow of a Hedgehog was the coolest thing ever. Um, it was so edgy, and like the fact that in the in the cinematic opening, like Shadow gunned down Sonic, I thought that was awesome. And like, but replaying it. It was it was awful. I hated it. Garbage. It was absolutely one of the worst Sonic games I have ever played. And to it's be honest, garbage. they they what what goodwill that Shadow had as a character they did ruin by making him just a very they doubled down on him being a generic edge lord, which they've only doubled down on more in in modern Sonic games. There's a good game in there somewhere. <clears throat> it's a good idea, but they just didn't bake it enough, and it, 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 there was things that just contradicted itself. But in contrast, again, which I think is quite funny, when Shadow the Hedgehog came out on the GameCube, I bought it on launch day. Yeah. That was the last chance that Sonic had to stay as one of my buy on launch day games. <laughs> yeah. When Shadow came out, that was it. I'd said, right, from now on, I'm not buying a single Sonic game until it's in budget because I cannot put up with this any longer. So Shadow for me is almost like the death nail of the Sonic franchise. I know he's a big, you know, I've got friends myself who think he's he's the coolest and was really disappointed that he was a, a cis <laughs> character in, uh, in in Smash, <clears throat> not an actual character. Um, but yeah, for me, he, he's just, he, he, he sums up what's wrong with Sonic. So there you go, there's my age. I'm an old man. <laughs> but Knuckles is the man. Knuckles would knock and shadow it out in a single punch and this movie proved it. Now they're going to mess it up the third one and make Knuckles a, you know, Knuckles... Oh, God. Knuckles and Tails have been introduced for one reason, haven't they? Why is that? Just so Shadow can beat them up. That's what. <laughs> They're going to beat... That's a, I think that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem the next movie faces is, like... The thing is, they'd have the same problem with Shadow as they'd have with Metal, is the fact that the Sonic movie 2 was about Sonic and Knuckles. This, like, clash between two characters that are kind of similar, but also kind of not. Just like Sonic and Metal Sonic, which are kind of like similar characters, but kind of not. And also like Sonic and Shadow, which are kind of like similar characters, but kind of not. Like they, like they, it's a similar sort of, the rivalry thing is, is, it's hard not, it would be hard for them to write a script that doesn't feel like it's treading similar ground. The, the thing about Metal Sonic is, um, 
he was supposed to be the Sonic Terminator. Yeah. Have all the powers Sonic has and be faster than Sonic. That was what he Robotnik designed him to do, to be faster than Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that everybody who goes up against Sonic is going to lose because Sonic's the main character and he beats everybody. So having a, a, a machine that's faster than him makes more sense in that kind of thing. But it does make a, a one-note kind of movie. You know, yeah. it's just going to be everybody has a go at Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic beats them all, and somehow Sonic wins the day. Where you've got Shadow, you've got all, yes, you've got all those story elements that bring in, but like you've just proven, if Metal Sonic killed somebody, you'd be like, yep, that's Metal Sonic. Shadow will never kill anybody because he has to have that redemption arc because he's an edgelord. He's not really evil. He just likes to be bad once in a while, which is always yeah. contradiction, and it always fights itself for this kind of story and everyone thinks it's really interesting but for me it's just really mundane because like who are you everybody treats you like your best friend but you might stab them in the back anytime soon and it just annoys me from a character perspective but shadow would be more interesting for most people because he can talk he can interact he can say but you know badass one-liners he can use chaos control i think people just want to hear that through the speakers of the cinema yeah but ultimately the movie people which would be better for that kind of fight is metal sonic versus everybody than it would be shadow versus everyone because he'll never go full hog i, th yeah, I, <laughs> I, hog. I, I think yeah, well, I like, yeah I said, no I, no i did sonic's a hedgehog and i said full yeah hog. no no i got, yeah. I got it I've, 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 I've written it down for for my stand-up routine later fantastic um, <laughs> Good job. I got, yeah but yeah i definitely i think the biggest problem is going to be like what to do with tails and knuckles that's is what running fodder that's why that's why I suggested them like breaking Sonic out of prison. But even then, like after that, what do they do? Because obviously, in a game, it's like oh, you've got because in in the game they essentially all do the same thing. It's just in different levels. So it's like oh, this is the the tails bit, this is the knuckles bit, this is the Sonic bit. So they're gonna do they're gonna do this right in this movie. <clears throat> did Sonic ever beat Knuckles? Mm, not really. No, Knuckles always won. Even though there's bits where Sonic got a leg up. Knuckles always punched him. Even when Robotnik was going to take the Master Emerald, Sonic was almost defeated. Shadow's going to come in. He's going to blow away Knuckles to make everyone go, oh my god, he's so powerful. Yeah, and then Sonic's going to beat Shadow, which means that Sonic will be the hero. Knuckles is only here, just the same in the games, so he can kneel down to Shadow and get his ass kicked so everyone can be a fan of the Edgelord once again. It's history repeating itself. And with that horrible, sickening taste in my mouth, I think it's about time we wrap this up because I just can't <laughs> take the, the truth of this any longer that Shadow is back again to destroy my Sonic fan base. I think it's safe to say that we will have a very in-depth conversation about Sonic characters at another date because um, there is a lot to unpack. And I think I like the, I like the extended cast probably more than you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you probably do, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll cover that when I'm when I'm recovered, Mike. Because yeah. I, I need to I need to get this horrible movie out of my mind That's now. Fine. I've done what you want. I've done what you've asked of me. Let me go, Mike. Let All me right, go. So let's end this with with one big final question: Is the Sonic movie number two worth watching? <sighs> it's a, if you've got a mild if you like the first one and you're got a mild interest. It's better. It's way better than Morbius. So yeah, if you got, if you want to go see a film, there's nothing else better on at the moment. Go see Sonic Two because it's the only film that's worth watching. Um, is it something you would buy on DVD or keep and watch again? 
Probably not, but you'll probably want to watch the action scenes or at least have them in memes from time to time. So, yeah, play the games. Just play the games again. That's not a good recommendation either. Have you played Sonic before? (laughs) I'm talking about the Mega Drive trilogy. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Sonic Adventure 1, 2 and Heroes isn't too bad as long as you don't try and do everything in them. Yeah, they're all right. That's a that's a, yeah that's a that's a discussion for another day because I'm I'm more I'm more lenient towards more modern stuff even if most of it's terrible. I've but, got a few exceptions in there, but yeah, stay stay tuned, subscribe, and we'll look out for that episode in the future because that's going to be a yeah. lot to unpack. Definitely, there's a lot in there. We'll cover it at some point. But if you want a flavour of what I like, uh, I have done a Sonic. Uh, top, top. Well, I've, I've ranked the entire franchise at one point. I think that's on my YouTube channel. You can find it at Pop Culture Pause Screen if you want to check that out and get you prepared for when me and Mike take it. Because as you know, uh, me and Mike have different opinions, but it always makes it interesting when we talk about it and we come to a uh, a meeting of the minds in the middle. But yeah. uh, what you've been up to on your YouTube channel, Mike? Uh, I released a video on Doom Two. And speaking of Sonic, I'm currently trudging through Sonic Heroes. Uh, that in, is the next video that I intend on reviewing. Um, obviously, as you know, I didn't grow up with it. So it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> how I find that. Um, but I'm not going to give any particular tidbits right now. Um, but just to sort of circle back to what I asked you, um, I think that the Sonic Movie 2 is worth watching, especially if you have kids. Because I think oh, I get past this, you you snuck it in anyway. Kids oh. absolutely love it. From what I saw in the in the cinema myself, he's um, lying to you. He's <clears> lying. <throat> so I th- I think it is worth watching. I'm not going to pretend like it's the second coming of Christ, um, but <laughs> like Sonic ever would be. <laughs> but I I am I have a lot more faith in Sonic Movie Three than I do Sonic Frontiers. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. This is an endorsement for you. Well, if you want a better story than any of this, then you can also go to RagingDestiny.com and buy my book, where the characters actually make sense. There's actual continuity. You can actually go from point A to point B and not go, "What the hell's just happened?" People don't say dumb, stupid shit like they do in the Sonic Two movie. It's an it's an actual all round adult take on how a multiple character. Kick our story should be RagingDestiny.com. Go check it out and buy yourself a copy. Um, I think that's it now. We've plugged everything, Mike. Yeah, is there anything else? No, no, that's it. We've plugged everything. Um, go, you know, get excited for a chaotic spin off and the Big the Cat sim <laughs> spin off. <laughs> get excited for the Big the Cat. You know. Fishing with Big the Cat. There's your episode. <laughs> Saturday morning fishing with Big the Cat. It's all happening. Yeah. All, you, you kicked it all off. If you watch this movie, this is the, your future. This is you've only got yourself to blame. Oh God. There we go. But thanks for listening to this episode of Pop Culture Podcast. Something a bit different. Obviously, covering a movie rather than doing games. Let us know in Discord, on the OLL channel, in the uh, chat, or anything else. Um, whether you want to hear more from us on movies uh, and other types of media we'd love to hear your feedback Uh, we hope you enjoyed it because it was fun to talk about